0: Welcome back to sin Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22 reads, Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called the Passover, and the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put him to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered into Judas, called Iscariot, who was of the number of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money so he consented and sought an opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of a crowd then came the day of the unleavened bread on which the passover lamb had to be sacrificed so jesus sent peter and john saying go and prepare the passover for us that we may eat it they said to him where will you have us to prepare it he said to them behold when you have entered the city a man carrying a jar of water will meet you Follow him into the house that he enters, and tell the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you in a large upper room furnished. Prepare it there. And they went and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at table, and the apostles watched him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another, which of them it could be who was going to do this. A dispute also arose among them, as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is greater? One who reclines at table, or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you, as my father assigned to me, a kingdom, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny three times that you know me. And he said to him, when I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? They said nothing. He said to them, "'But now let the one who has a money bag take it, and likewise a knapsack, and let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me.' And he was numbered with the transgressors, for what is written about me has its fulfillment. And they said, "'Look, Lord, here are two swords.' And he said to them, "'It is enough.' And he came out and went, as it was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. While he was still speaking, there came a crowd, and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed it. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and elders who had come out against him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house, and Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And a little later someone else saw him and said, You are also one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you're talking about. And immediately while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him as they beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? And they said many other things against him, blaspheming him. For today's Nugget of Truth, I want us to focus in on verses 31 through 34, where we see Jesus interceding on behalf of Peter. But what we see here is what Jesus is doing for all of the disciples, specifically as he interacts with others. It says here that Satan has come and demanded to have you. Speaking of Peter, Satan has come and demanded to have you in this time. But I have prayed that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned again to strengthen your brothers. And so what's happening here in this picture is that Satan is demanding to sift him like wheat. When we think about sifting wheat, what's taking place is you're separating the wheat from the chaff. The wheat that's there is surrounded by useless parts in the process of us making it edible. And so when we see this image of sifting him, Satan has demanded this opportunity to Bring trials and tribulation upon someone. And Jesus is saying that's gonna have a refining process for you. You are going to make it out of this because I will not allow you to fail, I will not allow your faith to fail. And when you have grown from this, that will allow you to strengthen others as well. And so we see that what Jesus is displaying here with Peter is a greater display of what Peter is going to experience in terms of the refining work of trials in our lives, allowing us to be a part of what God is doing in other people's lives. And so Peter and the disciples are going to walk through very difficult circumstances, but they're not going to fail. Their failure is not going to happen because Jesus is going to assure that their faith will allow them to work through those situations. And not just that, but that ultimately their faith will allow them to strengthen others because of the victories that they have as they walk through these trials. Important to note that that doesn't mean that everything is going to be perfect in this life, as we've said before in this podcast. Many of the disciples who Jesus is doing the same thing with are going to experience intense suffering and persecution for their faith. But their faith will allow them to look forward to the promises that they receive in heaven, despite the troubles that they have on earth. And so that should be encouraging to us that as Jesus does this for Simon, he also does this for the other disciples, including us as his followers, the people that are willing to be refined by the process of God, so that God is using them in other people's lives. And I think it's important that we note this because we're going to see how Peter's story plays out in his ultimate failures, even in this chapter. And later on in John chapter 21, we'll see that restoration that is spoken of here in this passage as well, that he will be turned again to strengthen his brothers. As far as a question for this passage, let's jump back up to verse three, where it says, then Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot. That's something that's crazy for us to think about, but we see two specific times that it says that Satan is going into Judas or controlling Judas, possessing Judas in some way. We see it here, and we see it in John's account of the Last Supper, where it's talking in John 12, 37, where after Judas takes the morsel of food, it says that Satan entered into him, and then Jesus speaks to him there, saying, "...what you do, do quickly." So talk about questions. There are questions flying all over the place with this little interaction of what's going on. How is it that Satan can possess an individual? Can Satan possess me? What is it that's going on? I thought that we are not able to be possessed by demons, things like that all sorts of questions, all sorts of things going on. But in this context, it's important for us to answer the question of, was Satan possessing Judas to do what he did? And the answer is clearly the scriptures speak of that. And so Satan in this time, in some way, has found it necessary to ensure that what his plan is, is going to come to fruition. And so he thinks he's in control of this situation, and he's moving forward with Judas as the betrayer to get Jesus Jesus where he wants Jesus to be crucified by these people but it's important to note that it was Judas's own desires that had led him to these places where he was open To allowing all of this to take place. He was open to betraying Jesus before Satan steps in to ensure that it's going to come to fruition. He was disenfranchised and he was unhappy with what was going on with the disciples. And so he saw an opportunity where he could make some money off of this and made that decision. And so Judas is willingly making choices, but Satan is taking advantage of those choices in terms of this interacting with him and entering into him to ensure that this takes place and we don't have time to answer all the questions about what that means as far as some of those other things that i mentioned because we're just answering one question at a time but we need to understand this that though satan is at work here and satan is doing this this is all a part of god's plan it was prophesied in the scriptures that this would take place. This was not surprising to God, nor was it surprising to Jesus. Jesus is not shocked when this takes place. This was a part of God's plan, allowing Satan to feel like he had the ability to work in this hour of darkness to bring about what Satan thought he was trying to do, when in fact God is in complete control of this situation and is working it forward in terms of the good of those people who he calls. So maybe that was your question today, or maybe you have another question. Whatever your question is, seek to answer that question. Seek to talk with others about that answer so that you're growing in your understanding of your ability to study God's Word and communicate that with others. Know today as you do that. You are loved.